Oh, hey there, everybody. It's me, Dave. I'm in my backyard. Um, yeah, we uh, we recorded an intro uh, for this episode a couple weeks ago. Um, in a world that, frankly, does not exist anymore. Uh, we were just listening to it, and it's like, I don't even know who those voices belong to. Uh, so much has changed just in the last few days. Um, so I wanted to just give you a little, uh, little update. Um, Matt and Michael are fine. Ben and I are fine. Um, our, uh, our dogs are, uh, getting the legs walked off them, frankly. Uh, a lot of exercise, a lot of togetherness. Uh, I hope that all of you out there are healthy and staying sane and, uh, checking in on your relatives, uh, especially those who, um, watch Fox News, who just, uh, decided that this was serious 48 hours ago. Um, be good to yourselves. Uh, take care of yourselves, wash your hands. Get some exercise where you can. Uh, stay healthy. Um, tonight, I, uh, I waited for ten minutes to get into a Ralph's, like it was uh, like it was a club. Oh, and I did see Brandon Ralph there. Even in the apocalypse, it's good to see Superman uh, shopping for uh, yams. Um, this week's guest is one of my favorite young comedians. I just absolutely love her. I had met her just a couple weeks before she came in. And it was, uh, it was love at first sight. She is so funny and so wise. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy your time with Addie Weirich. Um, everybody take care of yourselves. We will be uh, posting uh, some of our ideas for uh, how to entertain yourselves and not go insane and or drink yourself to death during a time of uh, home quarantine. Uh, we love you. And uh, we will see each other and you in a few weeks. Uh, new episodes will be coming, though, so don't worry. Okay. Uh, enjoy Addie Wyrich. Addie, can you tell us about the lady that's in your lap? That's in my lap. Uh, this is uh, my dog, Birdie. Yeah. B-E-R-T-I-E. Um, like like Bertha. Or, she's a, I adopted her in October, and she's like eight years old. And so I tried to tried to pick like a cute name that you'd find on an old lady at a mm-hmm. retirement home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Birdie. Yeah, so she's she's just the sweetest. She's she really is. the chillest little chihuahua dachshund mix. And where'd you find her? I got her at the Dog Cafe, which is uh, an incredible place in Los Angeles. Oh, yes, um, I've been. You've been? It's great. You can pay $15 for an hour of just playing with dogs. Oh, um, and then a dream. It's such a dream. And all the dogs are adoptable. So, And not only are they adoptable, but since they are constantly being socialized by people and with other dogs, they get along with everybody. Uh-huh. Like, she gets along with every person, every dog. Yeah. I she she's also just like a very good dog. I don't really know what her situation was before uh-huh. um, I met her, but it is a thing of like the dog cafe. They do incredible work. Uh-huh. Um, very convenient to me. She's falling asleep slowly oh, in my is. lap. Was it love at first sight? Um, yes. I I first I, so I woke up on a Sunday with like nothing to do, and I was like, I'm going to be so productive because I have nothing planned. And of course, I like felt very depressed and stayed in my bed until like noon. Uh-huh. Uh, and like I had been up since nine, just like on Instagram and just like, you know, in like the bad negative phone mm-hmm. space. Um, I work much better with like a, a schedule or things to do. And seems like you need somebody to, 
accidentally steal your phone like Dave did with Ben's. Yeah, yeah. yeah I need phoneless. exactly. I need someone to wake up and get my phone, and then I have to go on a rat race treasure hunt to mm-hmm. go find my phone. Um, but I, I had this feeling of like I need to, I need to go pet a dog. Like that's, and I like was raised with animals um, in the house always. So truly, like after leaving um, Philadelphia, where I'm from, and like where my parents are with our dog. Uh, until then, like I've been a single adult in the world without an animal. It's been like the first time in my life that I haven't come home to like a a little, a little cute being. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and I looked at places to go and I found the dog cafe. I went to the dog cafe. They were like, we're full. Do you have a reservation? And I was like, no, like, (laughs) I was like so sad. I was like, no, I just wanted to play with the dog. And they were like, well, you can come back at 5 PM. We have an opening because they're so popular. They're always booked. Always. And I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then I like went, uh, if you know, Steph Tolev, she's a really funny, uh, stand up. Um, she, uh, she had recently gotten a big dumb golden retriever puppy named Susan. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, Steph, get I come play with your dog and so I went played with Susan then went back to the dog cafe oh, full dog day full dog day really needed it and then I ended up like sitting with this puppy for the whole hour named Dynamo who just slept in my lap and I was like oh I live I like live alone I have a car my day job that I that, like that financially like gives me a page like a stable paycheck is a remote job where I do customer service for an app uh-huh. like I just am at home 8 a.m to 4 p.m doing that job um all of the comedy shows that I've been doing, people bring their dogs. Everyone loves dogs. Oh my God, I could have a dog. And it's like the first time in my life that I've been, it was realized that I was in a place where I could. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to get this puppy that's on my lap. And I went up to the person. And I was like, this puppy's super chill, right? Like doesn't really need to do a lot. And they yeah. were like, no, it's a puppy. It's 5 PM. It's tired right now. But yeah. like, it's a three month old puppy. It's a lot of work. And I was like, I can't do that. No. Um, I was like, do you guys have any older dogs like I would be interested in an older dog and they're like have you met Baja and I was like no and they brought out this like old little lady and she was so sweet and I was like let me hold her and I held her and she just snuggled right in and like they had had six huge Rottweiler puppies at the time that were just murking her like they were just like jumping on her and knocking her over and she like was like get out of my face and like so they had to take her off the floor so she had been with them for like a month and a half and hadn't been adopted and I was like I will take her now and they were like, yeah. okay, well, if you're still interested, you can fill it out. And I was like, I will take this dog now. <laughs> and then they were like, well, yeah, we have to get an application. And I was like, great, I'm going to send it in, and then you're going to give me this dog. Yeah. And I had her in three days. Oh, oh so yeah. you had to go home that night and I had to go apart. home that oh. night with the bluest balls. Yeah. <laughs> I like I made like a big Instagram story being like, I've got to get this dog. Um, it was really fun. I like instead of getting her, I like bought a hat and a keychain. Like I was like, if I can't have the dog, I'll God, get all the something. merch. Yeah. Like someone visiting college, like visiting a college, just buying all there. She just perked up. She yeah. knows you're talking and about you, Can you hold her like a baby? Oh, oh. there's so much romance happening right now. So much romance. I love it. Hear the kisses. I don't know if you can hear them, but she misses me. She misses me. I love her. Yeah, she's really sweet. And that's my dog. That's just the greatest. Now I'm just another LA person with a dog that they love. Um, Yeah. But it's funny because since she's older and I got her as an older person, it, it doesn't feel like she's my baby. Like she's a little bit like a baby, but it feels like we're roommates. Yeah. Like new roommates who really found a connection. Yeah. Yeah. We say that my boyfriend and I have a 13-year-old dog, and yeah. we're always like, is she our baby or are we her baby? Or is it both? Or is we it both? Like or are we like, fr- yeah, I don't, it's kind of like 
because we're meeting her in a place. I'm meeting her at a time where like she's lived a long life. Yeah. I've lived a life, but you know, but and I'll we'll never know about each other's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't I'll it never crazy? know. She'll You'll never know. know what she looked like as a baby, and she'll never know what I looked like as a baby. Yeah. And that's her loss too, because yeah. you know. But it's like, but we're only meeting at this time, so it's it's a it's a very it's I don't know. It's like meeting like an old ship captain yes. and being roommates and being like you can't ask that old ship captain a question about his past. Uh-huh. You can only speculate. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's true love. She's it's just the, it's the yeah. truest love. It's the truest love for that reason. It's the truest you meet digger, each yeah. other where you are. Yeah. Addie, can you <laughs> talk us through your? journey and experience with Fox and Friends? Oh, no. Oh, you guys really looked me up. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. Okay. So I was honestly, I sometimes I think about taking those videos down and I've had enough people no. be like, don't. Um, I was 19 and at NYU and I just like, I think also, did you, did you see Little Women? <laughs> yes. Not yes. Yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, there's, this is not a spoiler, but no, there is a line can... where, um, where Laura Dern, where, where the mom is like, uh, someone's like, you know, what do you, you know, are you ever angry? And like with this big smile, she's like, I'm angry every day. And like, so and it's so good. And like, I think it speaks so much to a human experience, but like uh, specifically how I felt was like, I was like, oh my God, that I, that's like such a female experience being angry every day. And so I say that because I think like, if there is, I think a lot of people, I think depending on, on how you are, but there's like a border, like a base kind of like humming or buzz of like anger, like a cord of anger that could like always, that could be like, you know, bring like ponged. And I think like <laughs> when I was 19, I was just in like the NYU Tish cafe lounge. And I saw this video of like Fox and friends, like parading women being like, this is how you, this is like only guys looking at women wearing leggings and saying whether or not it was an outfit or not. <laughs> and it was like, one of the guys was like from the final duck dynasty or whatever that show uh-huh. was called. And they were just like, this is an outfit. Now this is not appropriate. And it just, it like struck that, cord of anger inside me so hard that it vibrated for over a hundred days yeah. <laughs> and I but just and I was like fuck I'm just gonna make these videos of being like hey Fox and Friends you know I wear leggings all the time and um, I guess I need your permission to like let me know what's an outfit so what do you think of my outfit and I just kept posting them on Facebook and YouTube and I don't know what got into me but I just did it for like over a hundred days of doing it <laughs> and then I think it, I think at a certain point it started to make me feel depressed um, mm. a little bit because they weren't I didn't I mean I didn't have a, much of a platform at all I was just posting it to like my friends and I had some articles written about it from like people in Philly where I'm from but I think I then started to get depressed that I was like they don't care yeah, <laughs> I'm not getting through to them I'm not getting through to them now I just feel embarrassed like uh and like and also I I want to stop thinking about them mm. so if anything I think it was just for me of like if anyone sees it and likes it it's great but I but at a certain point like I think it made me feel good to do it every day and there was some consistency and I guess it's the closest I've gotten to like daily blogging uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I'll look back and I'm like my outfits weren't even that remarkable uh-huh. <laughs> which is also the point um oh did you have any questions about it no or response just, from them no response from them I mean I was 90 I had no follow I had no followers I mean I had I had like people on because I because I was, it was just Facebook and, and YouTube really yeah. um and uh and honestly like, and I think also at a certain point like the most response I started to get were from 
guys in the newspaper comment section and also on YouTube um, asking me to like jump on trampolines and like oh, do like, just like weird shit. And I was like, oh, well, now this is the opposite of what I wanted. Right. <laughs> like, right. It turned into this thing of like, ah. and and I was and I also had all these other things that I wanted to do. So part of me is like. I'll leave it online and maybe do something with it in like two years yeah. of like a revisit or something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad it's there, but it's like, a, you got a lot of pans on the fryer and like yeah. that one's just in a crock pot simmering. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> did you see bombshell? I did see bombshell. What are your thoughts? You know what? I really liked it. Yeah. And I really liked it for, and I think one of the reasons I really liked it is because I was like, damn, did not know that this happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I like, as a, as a woman who you know cares about women and is and is invested in knowing about who's sexually assaulting who, I like did not know any of this happened, and I think it was because during that time I was like Fox News, fuck Fox News, yeah. go Hillary. Like I was so like just fuck Trump, fuck fuck the like fuck Republican, fuck new fuck Fox News because it was just had turned into such this vicious battle where I was like oh man. But I just didn't even know about these things that were happening to women. Right. Um, and how – I mean, it's I, I like the movie a lot because it's also complicated. And I think people can struggle a little bit to talk about yeah. it because right. people are like, yeah, but it's still Megyn Kelly. And I was like, yeah, but it's still like a 19-year-old girl and a really old-ass man. Yeah, exactly. And a matter – yeah. And I think it's also fucked that like – I think it's also fucked that politics has gotten to a place where like – where – I think it. I think it used to. I don't know. I was talking to somebody. We were talking about George Bush last night because I was like that he they interviewed George Bush and and like he was really charming and he <laughs> and George Bush was like fuck Trump like yeah. and so and he's like this old cute man but then you have to be like no you've killed yeah, so many people you like are a you, war criminal. you are a war criminal you are not good but you're so charming and I think and I and I think it's because it's like um we were discussing how like George Bush would still. Uh, it's like there's it's like you wouldn't you would you would be like instead of being like a if you are gay you are bad and or or straight up like ridiculous comments it would be like i think the states should decide mm, yeah. who's voting and it's like well then you're basic like who who gets to marry it's like well then you're basically saying that anyone in the south can't right. yeah. like but they would still be using it like they would still be using legislation and now it's like we're using twitter and we're like using slander like we're mm-hmm. using we're just saying horrible offensive things that are catching on yeah. and so i I think with like Fox News, it's it's at this place where it's like, well, that's just that's this is a this is a crime. Like if you want to like be um, in the in the days like politics should be like a friendly ping pong match. It should be like two sides pushing each other to make a to to find a middle ground for the country. Um, I mean, now we're really getting into politics, but I mean, it's the thing of like extreme right and extreme left are still extreme and both sides can be very close minded when like most of the country is way more in the middle. And that's super hard to talk to to talk about and discuss. And no one is talking to each other because of the Internet. And the wild thing is that we on the left need the middle more mm-hmm. than anyone on the right. So the, the the right can sort of remain as extreme as they are and yeah. still win elections yes. just because of, you know, gerrymandering and yeah. electoral oh, yeah. college and all that bullshit. Yeah. And the, 
But, but it's sort of like the onus is on all of us once again to once be again. the bigger person, to I be mean, the, you know. Don't you hate it? Being the bigger person is so it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. You just keep getting slapped in the face on the one side and being like, here's my other. Just yeah. take it. Um, I was talking, my cousin's in town and um, my cousin, he, his name is Sam and he, he, uh, he works, he works in like AC plumbing, like HVAC stuff in Jersey. And, uh. And he, he showed us that last night he was like his his boss, all everyone that he works with are super Trump supporters, super conservative, but they're like big union Jersey guys. And they gay and they uh, always bust Sam's balls for like being um like a liberal snowflake, but like in a very busting balls way. And they still they like love him, but they said that like they're like, Oh yeah, Sam, the first two weeks you were here, we all thought you were gay. And it's just because he was like, hey, don't use slurs. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, and uh, and then his boss was like, hey, have, he's like in L.A. visiting for a couple of days right now. And his boss was like, hey, have a great trip. You earned it. He gave him $300 in 20s. But every 20 was had a stamp on it that said Donald Trump lives here with an arrow pointing to the White House, which was God. like, which also like isn't really pro or anti-Trump. It's, it's more of like, a it's a fact. It's yeah. just a fact. It's a piece yeah. of information. But it's like a fun little like poke. But I told Sam, but like Sam will then like he'll go and he'll like drink with these guys and smoke with these guys and then be like, hey, you shouldn't you shouldn't say the N word. And they'll be yeah. like, huh, OK. And it's like I was like, you're doing the hardest work yeah, and the best work because he's like slowly pushing them more moderate just because of exposure, just because right. now they know someone who's so like them, but like votes Democrat and like and is. And like, uh, and is very like, yeah, if you're gay, you should be able to marry whoever you want. And then he's like, oh, uh, and like, but even he was like, yeah, we got so drunk that like, I, uh, like I, sh I whipped out my, like my dick and my balls and showed it to my boss. I was like, you're gay now. And, uh, and then he laughed and then we all laughed about it. And I was like, that is a tactic. <laughs> and, so, yes. and if that works, then like, and but like, but like, we all laughed and, and like, and everyone thinks it's cool now. Like, or not, huh. not, not, not cool, but they were like. It was like almost six. I don't. I mean, I don't even know if that's helpful or harmful for anyone yeah. to hear. <laughs> like, also could be. It might not be legal. It but might not even be like legal. He's, he's, he's working. Work. Yeah, he's Trojan horsing. You know, and and but the thing, but he was like, they would never meet anyone like me in their circle, and I would never meet anyone like them in my circle, yeah. but because we're together, and it's like, yeah, my, I really like my friends. I like my circle, but we never have. I never have to have hard conversations. Yeah, trying to convince someone of where I stand morally, unless it's like kind of with my family, my extended family, but even so I'm, I'm very fortunate there too. Mm. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't engage. Yeah. And I know that I should, but I just don't. But, but also it's like, take care of your mental health. Like it's yeah. really like, it's like we, like my, my cousin Natalie and I, we were, we were freaking talking about boobs at Easter last year. And we were talking about boobs and trans rights and like it got into like trans rights and it, and we really, but we, me and my cousin, and then, and then my other two cousins, Henry and Sam came in <clears throat> to talk to like our uncle about it. And, and it's one of those things of, of like, we were talking about, it got to the point of like bathrooms and it really oh got us, yeah, oh boy. And it really got us to a point where like we stuck through the conversation and it's like, my uncle isn't going to listen to anybody except for his two nieces who he loves and his two sons. Yeah. And it was a hard conversation, but we said it in so much love and also so much like poking fun mm -hmm. being like no come on now fuck you man come on like because i was able to say that to my uncle who i'm who's always gonna love me and who i'm gonna see every holiday and if you can just kind of like push but it's like it's but my cousin and i we left and we like kind of high five like that's the hard that's hard 
Yeah. Uh, do you do you think you got through to him? Yes. Really? Yeah, we really did. It was like it was like it was like really really great. Like we left being like, oh my god, we did it. So we did the thing that the internet is telling you to do. Yeah. Of like, white women, you really don't want to be a part of the fifty three percent. Talk to your uncles, and we're like, we did it. Uh-huh. We did the thing. Bustle, bustle. We did it. Like, you know. But it was. Yeah, that's we did. the work. Yeah. It's so the work. he's coming into this conversation. I'm assuming with a, a point of view of like trans people shouldn't be allowed to use the restroom. Essentially, well, yes. And I think, and I, and and I, and I was, I was talking, I was talking to a friend who is trans and. And we were talking about how, like, again, it's that bigger person, that higher person of they were like, I understand that if you've been raised in a way where you've never had to encounter this type of thought about gender, like just even philosophizing or or just thinking about what gender can be or what it means and like how because like even just like I mean, I took a class in college, which I was privilege to go to I was talking to my friend Dana Donnelly we were talking about how being progressive is also a huge privilege because it usually also means that you are educated and that you've know you've met a breath a wide breadth of people mm-hmm. and and you have empathy which also like like I know that I have a ton of empathy from my two incredible parents who love each other and have been married my whole life you know and like that's a privilege like there's a lot it's it's like it's hard to be the bigger person, but it's also such a privilege to, to yeah. be the bigger person. And like, isn't that a mind fuck? But like, um, oh, I went, I did like three tangents, and I was, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know about that. Well, and, it oh. is a. Pri- I mean, so yeah. while, while you're getting back to your tangent, yeah. I mean, I, I will say I agree that it is a privilege for all the reasons that you mentioned, but I also think that there's a degree to which that lets people off the hook in a way that. Oh, I, what do you mean? Because I, like. I don't know when I came out here and, you know, I'm from like a podunk town in Ohio and I, and my boyfriend at the time was from a small town, North Dakota. And anytime people were like, Oh, you guys and your fucking small town values. He was like, you know what? We all grew up with the same MTV. We all watched Dave Holmes (sighs) every day, you know, which to me, then the sort of present day version of that perspective is like, we all have the internet. We all, they, we all do have access to information and, Yes, we might know where to get have a better sense of where to get that information yeah. because of our privilege and our background. But I don't know. I, I think that's I also a, know a, so really many people yeah. that I grew up with who, you know, they didn't go to college or they, you know, they they are, you know, they are not economically privileged in any way, yeah. but their eyes are open. Yeah, that's a really great point. Yeah. I mean, there is also a thing where it's like. <laughs> It's I also don't think it's an excuse. Like I'm also not going right. to be like, hey, you keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> right. Um, but even just like to go, like, well, oh, right, the college class. Like I went to this college. I, I took a class in college where we really dissected like the whole difference of gender and sexuality and sexual identity and gender identity and like how it's like it's not an either or. It's like a four quadrant thing, and it was like a real philosophizing, and it makes it and it yeah. made me be like, oh, I under everyone makes sense to me. But like I, we had like a professor who like taught us all that, and I and I do think, and again, the internet is there, so like anyone can learn it. But of like, I think my uncle had never been around people mm-hmm. who identified as trans, so he was still <clears throat> being like, okay, well, I don't want to go into a bathroom and a woman's in there. I was like, and we were like, right, but he's a man, and we had to just be like, but he's a man, and yeah. like, and just and like, it had to get down to that point of being like, but he is, and that's how it is, and and like. And that's also like how the world is going and like no one's hurting you. And also like that, that makes that person so happy and seen just for you to be like, that's a man and to yeah. share a bathroom and literally at, no one's, we love you. No one's trying to fuck you. And like if, 
a woman who who I, I guess your uncle would presume to be a heterosexual woman yeah. were in the bathroom and that's not a comfortable thing. Can a gay man be in a bathroom? Yeah, with exactly. A straight and, man? Yeah. Or I, I don't. And and then I think and once then you I, start pulling at threads, the whole thing. Yeah, but yeah once apart. you start pulling at and you start just asking more and more questions, it honestly becomes so simple. It's it's honestly it's reminding me of like if everyone's trying to like figure out a bill, like 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 if if you if we all had a huge meal and then we try we're trying to say, well, you had that, but you had two dumplings and like you had chicken lo mein, but then you also had some of mine mm. and like so how much does everyone owe? And like at one point, I might just be like, I'm just gonna put it all on my card and then yeah. like Venmo me thirds or like honestly, I got it. Like yeah. there's just a way for you to be like, oh, we don't. My brain space can be used on so many more things. This yeah. is not worth it's it. It's just not worth it. Just not be like, it. hey, Brian, great. You're a man. Welcome to the bathroom. I'm going to go take a huge shit. I hope yeah. you don't yeah. smell it. Yeah. Like, you, like, there's so many other things to, to worry about where yeah. it's like, it doesn't affect you and you don't know anyone who, who is, you know? A lot, a lot of it in the very conservative people in my life, yeah. I will say, um, I feel, and, and I'm sure this is the same across the cont- continuum, but it really seemed like long ago they just picked a team and stuck with it. Yeah. You know, it's just like I, I'm – this appeals to – this part of this thing appeals to me, so I'll just buy it all. Yeah. And, Very and I'll listen to, to the people analogy, and I'll yeah. watch the networks that reinforce my beliefs and that's just yeah. – I'm on this team and that's how it goes. And once once you start like talking to them about things, it does – it falls apart, like yeah. the worldview. Kind well, then of, they start to unravel, yeah. Right. And then that's just a scary place for anyone to be. Right. It's just scary, like it, if if anyone is like, "Hey, you know this thing that you've believed and that everyone around you's believed." Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm going to start pulling out threads so that you have to start questioning things. I mean, that's why people avoid therapy because, like, yeah. th- or or don't want to go into therapy because. My mom described therapy as someone takes a puzzle of your life and throws it all, ba- throws it in the air, and goes, uh-huh. "Okay, we're gonna put this puzzle back together, but we gotta look at every single piece." Uh-huh. <laughs> and and it's like just, and that's scary work. It's, I mean, none of this is, it, it's. I mean, it's it's, ugh, it's. I hate red pill, blue pill, but it's very much like, you know, ignorance is bliss, and just picking a team and just being like, this is what it is, and I'm not gonna change or grow is very easy. Uh-huh. But I also don't think it's a very fun and fulfilling way to live a life because yeah. then you, and then and then you get into the more general thing of what is the purpose of life and what is someone's why are you living if it is not to grow and have experiences and and meet people and like I I I know that things that I think or believe now in five years are going to be maybe different or nuanced or I'll learn more things and because I hope so. I hope I'm not. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not how I am for forever. Yeah. I would love to be different. And like, I mean, at the mo- I, at the moment, I am the smartest I've ever been, the most mature I've ever been, the wisest, the oldest. You know, so I'm I'm working with what I'm working with. But I but I hope like every day and every year it's different. Right. You got to keep looking at those puzzle pieces. Yeah, I keep looking at those That's puzzle a great pieces. Great metaphor. I, I'm gonna it's, take that with me. Yeah, it's yeah. really great. And I and I think that like. And I don't know, and 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 it is that thing of like even you know my uncle, I'm not gonna, uh, my uncle or my uncles or like people in my life, I'm not gonna like hate. I don't, it's not like I hate them now, but it's like ooh, I'm excited for how you'll be in five years mm. because we are having these conversations, and I believe in in I believe in progress. I believe in progress and like moving forward, and whether you're moving forward slowly or in leaps and bounds, it's like if as long as it's forward and it's like with love and understanding and like humanity. Great. Toxic masculinity is not going to be solved in a day, but it's also not going to be solved by like just shutting those people out. 
Right. Which is what I always do. And I know that it's not effective. And yeah. So I, I salute you. Oh, for thank having you. Those conversations. I mean, I am a hero. Um, Eddie's <laughs> doing the work. And, and, doing and the work. just going back to the puzzle metaphor, it's like that's a sort of another reason to have empathy for the people who might think like your uncle or the people yeah. that I would dismiss probably too quickly is that we all have a version of the puzzle pieces that we're not willing to look at. Yeah. For them, it may, might be something. It might be like a political value that they, that we disagree with, but for me, it's you know, yeah. God knows what it is. Well, I I'm think, not looking. I mean, I've 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 been <laughs> I've been in therapy for a very long for a very long time, um, and uh, and I think a lot of like communication things that I've gotten like from my therapist have helped me so much with with people. And the thing is, like, for anyone who's about to have these hard conversations, you can never be wrong by saying I feel. Um, like I feel statements are always solid. And like, even my dad who I fucking love and my dad is like progressive. He's a journalist. He's a newspaper writer. Like, um, uh, he's, he's a ghostwriter. I, we, I remember explaining to him, they, them pronouns and him as a writer being like, it doesn't make grammatical sense. Right. And at a certain point we were kind of fighting and I was like, dad, I love you so much. And it, it, this just makes me really sad. I just really, I, I have friends who have parents who they don't talk to, because they won't understand some things that are very important to them. And like, I love you so much and I want you to be my dad in my life. And this is important to me. This is important to the people in my life who I love, who use they, them pronouns. And like, they are the fucking best. Uh -huh. And like, I, I, I pick them. I pick them over whatever hang up you have about sentence structure. <laughs> like yeah. I pick them, you yeah. know? And like, and for, I think for my dad to hear that I love him and that, just doing this simple thing would make me so happy. It's like you, like he'll he'll buy me shit to make me happy. He can just like agree to this to like you know understand this thing to also make me happy. And yeah. and it, and it just took me to a place like, hey, this just makes me really sad. And I think also if someone says this makes me sad is different than this makes me mad or like you're a problem. It's like, hey, talking to you is just making me really sad right now. Because if you if you are someone who enjoys sort of like you know fighting fi argument, yeah. hey hey, we're just having a we're just having a debate, we're just having a heated conversation. No, you're making me sad. Yeah, that, it takes the fun out of it. Yeah, no one because then you're like, hey, you're punching me when I'm down, and like I don't want to talk to you because I'm tired and I want to go to a bathroom and cry. Mm -hmm. And some and no one's gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and if they are like psychopath, oh my god, don't talk to mm -hmm. them, right. you know. But if you're like, hey, this makes me sad. I'm happy to talk. I, I wanted to talk to you. I think I don't want to have this conversation anymore because it's making me sad. And if you don't feel sad, that's okay. But like, I hey, I'm sad right now. Yeah. And and but I also think that admitting to someone that you are sad is vulnerable. So people don't do that as much. But just to be like, hey, it makes me really sad that I can't have a conversation with my uncle about something I care about. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Check me. That is fight, real. Fight with me now. Yeah. You know, like that's a. And and there's a there's a thing called dear man that I learned from one of my therapists and. Uh, it's it's how you ask for anything. So it's D is describe, E is explain, A is ask, R is reinforce. That's the first part. So D would be like describe what's happening factually. So I always say that like my mom used to. This is interesting. I don't have to explain it, but this is interesting to you yeah, guys. You do have to. Um, okay. Um, my uh, my mom. We used to get into these big fights when I was a kid because I would take a shower and then leave my wet towels on the ground, which terrible. is terrible, moldy, all this stuff. I didn't mm -hmm. know. I was seven. You and Jewel. I, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Leaving yes, wet towels just, on the floor. Yes. Me and Jewel, same person. Um, uh, never seen us in a room together. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she would get so mad and be like, "Get out of the towels!" And I'd be like, "I'm seven years old," and like we would just fight. And uh, 
And if I was, if she was to use dear man, it would be like, Diaz, describe the facts. Addie, when you take a shower, sometimes you leave towels on the, the ground, wet towels on the ground. That's undisputable. That is a fact. Uh-huh. E, explain how it makes you feel. When you do that, it makes me feel unheard, not respected, and kind of ultimately not loved. And then A is ask. Ask for what you have to ask someone what you want. You can't uh-huh. just assume that they know. So like, I'm asking you to please pick your towels up off the ground and hang them up when you're done using them. And then R is reinforced. So you would say that whole sentence together. I'm asking you to pick up these towels when you're done using them because that would make me feel respected and heard and ultimately loved. Mm, yeah. And it's like you can't. You can't argue with that. That's someone really asking you of something and telling you exactly why. And then the man part, M-A-N is my favorite. M is um, mindful. So you stay mindful. This conversation's happening right now. So it's not like, well, you're never going to pick up the towels or like, well, you always did. It's like yeah. conversations not happening in the past or the future. I, I can't predict what my uncle is going to say or do. You can't, the people who are hard to talk to, you can't be like, well, you'll never change because that's not fair to anybody. So right now in this conversation, stay mindful. The A is my favorite. A is act or appear confident. So like, even if you're not confident, just be like, hey, man, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. And this is how I feel. And this is what I'm asking you for. And then N is negotiate. So at a bare minimum, try to find some middle ground. And if I'm and so if I was like, mom, thank you so much for telling me that. Um, sometimes I'm in such a rush. I think I totally forget the towels are even on the ground and I'm so sorry. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a real effort to pick them up. And if they are on the ground, please let me know. And just know that I, because I hear you, I'm not doing that out of disrespect because I don't love you. I'm, I'm doing it because I'm I'm fudgy minded in the morning or whatever. Um, and I, and I will pick it up and it's like, oh, wow, that's two people. That's conflict resolution. That's like saying, Hey, this is the thing. And I use this all the time. And I, I, and I honestly, I use the deer part a ton, but I use the M-A-N part a lot too, of just in general of like staying mindful and present when I'm with anybody and acting and appearing confident when I'm with mm. anybody, um, just because it puts the other person at ease too. And there's no reason to, to, you know, to be scared. She, <laughs> yeah. Birdie's, Birdie's head is just on just the table. Just her little chin. Just, her little chin. just so her cute. Clo- she's oh, she's, she's very present in this she's moment. Very present in this moment. Feeling sleepy. Yeah, but I think you can you can you can start any conversation with anyone like that. I love that. Yeah, really, it's really great. I it, need that. Yeah, need that. Yeah, and it's um, and then but also with your mental health, it's like if you're having if someone then just starts like screaming at you or doing whatever, you I also totally empower you to be like ah, have a good day mm-hmm. and leave, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. I go to Al-Anon, so I have like a sponsor, and then I just there are other people that I call to yeah. to take my shit to. Um, and it makes me happier. And uh, and at the end of the day, you can try to have these hard conversations and stuff, but it's also your life and like whatever makes you feel good. And like high-fiving my cousin and being like, hey, we really did that. That made me feel happy. Yeah. I think we would not have had that high-five if we, if it had ended in a screaming match because no one was listening to each other and right. no one was talking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. I'm taking a lot oh, home with me, <laughs> dear man, and puzzle pieces. And puzzle I just want to fully absorb things yeah. to Yeah. Oh, I'll give you I'll give you one more saying that I've been really loving right now. And I think this is true. It's don't go to the hardware store for milk mm. is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And um and I think I do that with a lot of people. And it'll be like and especially and I, and I think you can take that from from a lot of people. Like there are some people where they just don't have milk. And you're going to them and you just, you can get nails, you can get hammers, you can get so much rope, you know, from them. But 
don't go there to get milk. And you can, and especially when there's a ton of other people offering you milk. Like we have so many milk. We have milk alternatives. And you're like, yeah. no, I want this hardware store to give me milk. And there are some things that you just can't expect from people. Yeah. But I think as long as you're aware of that, like I'm walking into this hardware store and I know I'm not going to, I want milk. I'm not going to get milk. But like what else? But as long as I understand that, I think it helps you not be like surprised and really see people for how they are and what they're bringing to the table. Yeah. God, that's good. It's good. I came I'm up with none of this. I just listen to for people. milk all the time now that I think about it. I know. I have a lot of friends. I've or I have a lot of friends or people where I think our friendship has been saved because I heard that saying. And I was like, I can stay this person's friend if I just stop expecting right. the hardware store for milk because I love all the other things that the hardware store has to offer. Yeah. And I and I am ignoring the people who are giving me milk. It's a lot. I also a ton with dating. I was like, wow. I like. I had this realization where I was like, oh, I can just date people who want to date me mm-hmm. instead of trying to convince hardware stores to start stocking milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, on that note, we need to take a break and come right back yes. and talk about your dating hardware store. Hell, you're there. We go. <laughs> We're back with Addie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, what hardware store are you in at the moment? What hardware store wise? am I in, dating wise? Um, I'm actually I'm very single, and and I'm and I'm really for the first time enjoying it. Um, I started uh, um, I I started doing a lot of like self like uh, a lot of like working with other people and talking to people, and there's a lot of self reflection, and I realized that um, I in my whole life I've been very attracted to people with trauma <laughs> um and uh and very into like dating people and then honestly getting into like uh emotionally abusive and manipulative relationships with with romantically and friendship but also like I'm like I'm I'm pan or bi so like you know even female friends it's very it can I've had some female friendships where it's like oh this feels like mm. we are dating but we're not but it feels like you're treating me like a big dumb boyfriend that you're uh-huh. taking advantage of and I think I'm in love with you mm-hmm. so I'm so I'm just taking it um and uh and and so that and it's and it's been a lot of like that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Like, I don't have to do that, but I had to understand that. Like I've been telling people like, Oh yeah, I, I right now I only want to date people who want to date me. And I know that sounds so obvious, but to realize that I had like not been or being like, well, I can convince this person or like, well, they don't want to right now because they have some trauma, but I've been in therapy for so long. I can fix that. And like going to try to like take care of them, which is super unfair to them too. Um, it's unfair to both people. Um, so, so I'm single and, and, uh, I think the dog helps cause I can sleep with someone and I can <laughs> cuddle somebody, but, um, but it's, it's like being single and really focusing on, on friendships is, is where I'm at right now. And it's really fulfilling. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really, really fulfilling, uh, which all, but also, but also not really having a lot of casual sex. And that's also, and that was also, cause I think I was like, oh, I'm single. So I should do this. Cause that's what. If you're not in a relationship or not really looking for a relationship, you should just like, you know, fuck around. 
or like because like everyone's like oh you're you're young you're in your 20s you're single just like have sex and like I did and then I was like I'm my body's turning off and I'm just doing the motions and I'm feeling really disconnected and I kind of just feel like a walking sex toy for Mm. someone else which again is not even fair to the other person yeah that other person deserves to have sex with someone who wants to have sex with them (laughs) you know not everyone is built for casual sex I don't know I I support it and celebrate it oh my god I support it so much go get it go get it girl get it yeah absolutely yeah, and and I and I have and I and go get it girl to me as well. Um and and then also, you know, but also realizing that um I was talking to a friend about about this the other day cuz we about how I <laughs> Okay, so I had mono. Like I moved to LA and I immediately got mono. No. I know. <laughs> we don't know, but everyone's like you <laughs> Made out with that guy from Tinder. Of course you got mono. This is a skeezy looking dude. And I was like, no, he seemed nice. But you don't um, hear about too nice many adults. Uh, too many adults with mono. You don't. And I really, I had like just moved here. So it was like, I'm new to LA and now I'm very sick and contagious. Oh. Um, but uh, but I but I was kind of using mono, I think, as a way to like, I definitely got very confident and flirty with people because I knew that we would never kiss. So I would, so I would like kind of like flirting with people or whatever, but then there'd be some people who were like, uh, who would like want to kiss me. And I'd be like, oh, you know what? I told dude, uh, girl, Hey, I would totally want to make out with you too. Believe me, but I can't cause I got mono. And then they'd be like, I don't care. And I was like, Ugh. okay. And then I kind of like walked myself into the situation where I'd like consented by being like, I totally want to do this, but I can't because this mono thing. And then they're like, I don't care about mono. Let's get mono. Let's go. <laughs> and then I would be in this place where I, it, it felt more awkward for me to be like, Oh, just kidding. I was lying to you and trying to use mono as a way to say, I'm not that right, into right, having right. sex with you, but I don't want to backtrack and say that. So fine. Let I'll have sex with you and like kind of just do the motions and turn off and then like not really talk to you again and avoid you and feel ultimately very bad about myself. Yeah. And it like felt like I was like, Ugh, I, I really don't want to say like these words very lightly, but it, at a certain point I was like, I think I feel almost as, not almost as bad, but I'm feeling something that is akin to times where I've felt like sexually taken advantage of, but I'm taking advantage of myself. And that feels super not great. Mm-hmm. And also a hundred percent of my control. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the, and that was, and so that happened like a couple times when then I, and then I was just like, I just can't, I just can't do, do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I so I haven't been, and it's and I don't know. Everyone's like, "You're in your twenties. It sucks. This is what it is." And I'm like, "Okay." Like I think I I listen to people a lot, so I'm like, "Great." If you say that my twenties are weird and suck and are confusing, then I'll just believe you. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your sort of self discovery about being bi or pan? Yeah, I um I feel very I feel very lucky. And I honestly so so I'm so I'm 23. Um, and I'm a little baby. I'm a little baby. And and I also say that because I I also say that because I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the people who I know who are closer to my age or even younger than me, who are like identify as like bi or pan, I think we are, at least for these people, I only speak for like myself and like kind of for those people, we feel like it was very normal because we grew up like, I was actually, uh, before I was coming over here, I got really, um, oh, Dave is taking a picture of me and Birdie. I'll move it's this. Such is it in the way? Moment. Oh, oh, no. I'm sorry. We broke the spell. But oh, her head's again. going right back, right back in again. Place. We'll take a picture. Mm-hmm. Tease. Oh, I love it. Well, we took the picture. Um, 
I, before I was coming over here, I was actually, I was, I was, I was like, you know, thinking about the podcast and, and I started to get emotional because I started thinking about my neighbor, Francis, who passed away recently. And like, it was Francis and Victor were like this awesome couple who lived next door. And like, they're like my uncle, Frank, uh, uncle, uncle, uncle Francis and uncle Victor. And, and Francis was this incredible, huge, larger than life personality who like just made you feel so like loved and I just felt like I felt like the shit around him and and so I was just raised with like a gay couple next door and 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 I didn't see them as a gay couple I just saw them as another married couple of my friends uh, of, of my of my parents friends and uh, my parents one day heard me and my friend Sarah and Sophia playing house and Sophia was like I want to be the cat and we're like fine you're the cat <laughs> and but then Sarah was like I want to be mom and I was like I want to be mom and we started fighting about who got to be mom then my parents heard me say hey Let's just be gay. And then like we just played houses two gay moms with a cat. <laughs> like and it was like that's just how I was raised. This yeah. is just so normal. Just so normal and that's just how it is. So like I think I never I think I never felt like I had to hide my sexuality. But also I will say I've been thinking about this a lot. It though also gave it a really hard time for me to ever feel proud of it. Because it was like you're you're proud when you finish a race because that right. was hard. You know, like you, you, you're like, there's, there's some things where, since I never really faced a ton of adversity, um, uh, and I never really, and no one ever was like, like people would be like, you can't run as fast as me because you're a girl. And I was like, fuck you, let's race. And so no one was like, you being gay is bad. You can't be gay. And I'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to make out with five girls in front of you. Like I never had that um, feeling or emotion. So it was just kind of like, oh, this is who I'm into. This is who I like. And if anything, I was like, it's just a little annoying because it's, easier to date guys because it's easier to assume that a, that a guy is heterosexual than to assume that a girl is gay or into me, mm. um, who is like in front of me. Um, so that's, so like, that's also, that's also been a, a, a weird part of like being pan is just like kind of knowing who is or like knowing what that is. So, so I will say that it, that it was this interesting thing of like growing up very openly this way, but also really feeling almost no sense of community um, because also it would be like, I've, I've been made fun of by lesbians for like not being real gay. But, and, and Oh my God, I poor little Addie. When I was like 19, I did this thing called like Brooklyn survivor where in, and, and the people who run it are, are, are great. But like um, you would like go to a house in Brooklyn to pay money. And like the first hour was like mixer and you were mingling with people and like eating donuts and orange juice. And, and I like, was talking to some people and we were all hitting it off like oh my god we hope we're on the same team like this is so great and then um there are all these like little solo cups like taped up around the place that had your name on it and I was like okay everyone go find your cup and look inside and when I found inside I pulled out like a lei it was like a it was like a pink and blue like uh, Hawaiian lei and then I looked around and all the people that I had hit it off with and were great friends like had become friends with were pulling out rainbow lays mm -hmm. and they had divided the team between straight and gay and I was on the straight team and I was like oh um okay well I'm I'm like I'm I'm like I'm not I'm not straight uh and then I had this like one woman who I did not like who was like oh honey you're a woman no like we've all had sex with a girl and like oh, and it was just like uh. so total bi erasure and I was like nuts that's bi erasure and everyone's like haha shut up and it was like all of the straight team was the worst team. No. Like they were just like the worst people. And it, and I like, and I, <laughs> I 
So what they would do, we like did the first, we did the first event and then like they Facebook live all the confessions when people are writing in the names to vote off. And I got voted off immediately from oh, my team no. because they were like, she's doing sign language to the gay team. Like she wants to be on that team. And like, they just didn't trust me. So then like I paid $40 to get voted off by 10 a.m. and like left Brooklyn feeling like dazed and weird and like hurt and I like went to this improv rehearsal that I told everyone I was like I can't come to improv rehearsal because I'm gonna fucking win Brooklyn Survivor oh and I show up crying um and, I, and there was like other people on the team who are bisexual who like got to like hug me but it felt so shitty and it felt like oh I'm not gay enough to be accepted as gay but I also really don't feel comfortable saying I'm straight and it's really not honest um, and I've been really fortunate to like meet more and more people who identify as like pan or just like very sexually fluid, but it like was not instantaneous. And, and even just like, even simple things like having sex with a woman and not to be too TMI, but like, I like to get fingered and like mm-hmm. her taking that as like me missing a penis, like, like me, she's like, oh, I've never had sex. She's like, I never had sex with a girl who's had sex with a guy. And then just made me feel so self-conscious that I that like me as a sexual person desired a little more penetration that then would like and then it just made me feel embarrassed. And I was like, I never want to hook up with you again. And then that makes it like really awkward to like want to seek out having sex with women when it's like way easier to just have sex with a guy. And it's like this super weird and you get a ton of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and like uh of being like, am I like do I like, obviously like you know, do I even deserve to be on this podcast? You know what I mean? <laughs> do I deserve to like to like wear a rainbow pin if I've like if I've like never been lucky enough to have an actual girlfriend. I've like wanted to, I've like wanted to date people or I've or I've like hooked up or had sex with, but like I haven't ever posted a picture on Instagram of me kissing a girl who is my girlfriend and but then it's like, but now am I going out to a bar and like hunting for girls like a straight man? Like what am I like it it's a very and really like I have like a I have like a friend named Christine who like I've just feel so lucky to be friends with because we just get to like talk about this all the time. And, and, and I'll say, I just feel like I've been talking for an hour. No. If you've ever watched, okay, have you guys watched are you, MTV's Are You the One season eight? Do you know about that? Not yet. Eight? I know about this it. The, 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 the listen, one, it made right? me cry. It made me cry because I've never, I've never felt so seen <laughs> and I've never felt so equal because like it's such a shitty show. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, the whole premise of the show is like, we're going to get 10, like 10 straight guys and 10 straight women and give them a ton of alcohol and a big house in paradise and be like, you have 12 weeks to figure out who your true love matches. And if you do, you all get a million dollars to split. And it's like this crazy, everyone's like, well, like I love Ashley and Ashley's like, I love Brad. Like we both like love Harry Potter and have trust issues. We're a match. I burped and then like and then and then like they like you put them into like the truth booth and then the truth booth they get scanned to see if they're a perfect match or not and then like they're not a perfect match and now Ashley's like I just have to like see Brad like have sex with other women like that's not gonna affect me and Brad's like I'm gonna I'm gonna no Ashley's the one I'm gonna fight like it's so stupid but then season eight when it's like we have eight men and eight women and actually like not even because some people use gender like gender neutral pronouns we have we have 16 people who are all pan anyone could be your match and it was enthralling to see like there's this there's this guy named kai who's trans and like he walks in and everyone is like oh my god kai is so hot like everyone and like and and there was this beautiful scene where like amber and i don't know ruin too much but like but like these two girls were like arguably like 
almost undebatably like the hottest femme looking girls in the house. They think that they might be a match. So they're talking to each other and they're, and one of them is like, I think you're so cute. I just like, I have a really hard time making a first move on like on a femme, on another femme girl. Cause I feel like intimidated. And the other one is like, Oh my God, me too. And I, and, and me, I was like, Oh my God, me too. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and it's, and it's this like, I had never seen that conversation happen and I didn't even know of other people, how many other people felt that way. And for them both to be like, yeah, it's easier for me to flirt with guys than it is for me to flirt with femme girls. And it's like easier for me to like, like I I know for me, it's way easier for me to like have sex with a guy or flirt with a guy and then be like, "Mm, bye. And like not really want to talk to him again. It's like not working out. Mm. Whereas with a girl, I'm like, well, I could always use more female friends. So if we have sex and I don't like it and then what we don't, I can't talk to you anymore. Like, I don't, I don't, I also don't want to hurt your feelings. You're a woman. Like we got to protect each other. So it, I like am way more careful when dating women because I don't want to hurt them, but I'm way more like, like so casual with guys. And so that's also a weird thing. And I never seen that. Until until this MTV show, right. and they're also drinking, and they're also being crazy. Like Nor is insane mm-hmm. on the show, and but to see her be like, "I love Amber, and I'm gonna fucking kill Justin," and yeah. it's like, "I love this," yes. and it was the best. And like, I don't want the show to be anything. I want that show to be that show every season, because it's because it's the um, most. What is it? It's like um, most people, if you identify as like not straight, the majority of people are actually bisexual or pan, but it's the least represented in media. And the people who, and I do, and this is not including people with like gender identity of like trans or non-binary. And I also read this in like an article, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like the highest suicide rates are also people who are bisexual. And it, and I, and it really is that thing of like, if you're a God, you know, a bisexual guy, it's like, it's guys being like, well, you're still in the closet. Mm-hmm. And if you're a bisexual girl, it's like, well, you're straight. You just like to have fun. Mm-hmm. And like, that's that. And like, there is no um, allowance for right. for anything in the middle and you, it's really easy to get super depressed and and all this stuff and so to see the show i was like i don't think i've ever been so moved by mtv yeah well yeah S- sounds like there is a great deal more self-consciousness forced onto the queer part of your sexuality oh a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very self-conscious about it. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I have like a joke that I'm working on with stand-up that that's basically like my duty is to just like, is just to like, I date men for a catch and release of like, they're like a duck covered in oil and you're like, <laughs> I'm going to clean you up, little duck and like yeah. teach you about therapy and give you a morning and night skincare routine and then f- release you. And I hope you find yeah. a nice woman. You know, she didn't choose to be straight. Like, oh, I just want to like make men better to help other women, yeah. you know? And then after like 10 years of doing this, I'll be rewarded by marrying a wonderful woman who was my friend the whole time. <laughs> like yeah. it is like, I, it's, I have that self-consciousness of, of like, of, uh, I don't know, I don't, and maybe, and maybe I also am self-conscious because it's, you know, it's that same thing we were talking about before of like, it's very hard when you don't know something and you feel like part of your world is, is like something like, it would be very easy for me to be straight and, mm-hmm. and it'd be very easy for me to like, I mean, I'm saying this so lightly, not it's easy to be a lesbian, but like, it would be, I could be like, that is what it is. Um, and then it's much harder to be to to have to try to look at my sexuality with like nuance that I think I deserve for myself. Um and and hopefully like and I try to be really open about it and talk to a lot of people about it because 
more and more I find people being like, actually me too. Like I also feel that way. Right. Um, and, uh, and gender, and sexual fluidity is so much more like, it's just, it's, it's, it's like every, it's like everyone, I think so many more people feel that way, but since they haven't seen it or haven't heard people talking about it, they, they feel like they either can't or that they don't qualify. And I think it's shrouded in a lot of self-consciousness. I don't really know of a ton of people who are super proudly bisexual. And that goes back to, I never really grew up with a ton of pride because right. there isn't a ton of, it's now becoming bisexual pride, but it's like people. There's not a lot of representation. There's not. Yeah. People would be like, well, okay, well, if you, well, okay, well then who are you going to marry? And I was like, I don't know. Hopefully someone who's nice to me. Like, right. but it is, but I am like, and like, if I have like a boyfriend, I feel like weird. Like, I, I, I feel like if you've, like, I was like, if I get married to a guy, like, oh God, like that's gonna, but, but I'm, I really might, or I might get married to a woman, but then that doesn't mean that I don't also like men, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, the, the penises are so much fun. I love penis. <laughs> I also love vagina. I love also whatever you want to call it. It's like, just, you know, be nice to me and let's have a relationship that's founded on so many more things. Um, last thing that's, I'll say, or, or say what you're going to say. I was just going to say, it, yeah. to hear you talk about it, you it seems you seem quite confident. Yes, so, which makes me think that the self consciousness is externally, it's yeah. placed upon you by the gatekeepers. Yeah, you know, and I, not not you yourself. Like I mean, your sexuality makes perfect sense to yourself. Oh, it does. It really does. And I have, and I'm confident when I talk about it. But it's like I even. But also, like, it just took me so, so such a long time to to feel like I had fully expressed my sexuality to the two of you. You know, right. like, I had to explain mm -hmm. an MTV show to be like, and that's, and that's what it is. Yeah. And then, like, I was at a show the other day, and this, you know, really nice gay woman was like, oh, are you gay or fake gay? And oh. I was like, and I was like, I guess I'm fake gay. What do you want? Want to call me straight? Want to call me a 50s housewife? I don't, whatever makes you sleep well at night, I guess. Yeah. As I don't care but like okay remind me to not go out with like not go out on a friday night with you make me feel like shit all night was this woman a hundred years old no, no but, she was not a hundred years old but because she but she sounded like it yeah, like, yeah, i mean yeah. and and i don't and i don't and like i and i also again like my the when i get married my thinking on this might be totally different it might totally change my opinion but how I felt. I've told this to my mom. My mom was like, please don't say this out loud. Or <laughs> she was like, just be careful, which makes sense. But I was like, whoever I'm married to, I don't think that's the only person I'll have sex with. I was mm -hmm. like, I, I feel like uh, I would like to have to have sex with other people with my partner, with the person I'm married to. And again, this is like my like 23, like free love. I guess the seventies are coming back. But like, but it's like, I, if I'm marrying you and you're my partner, I'm trusting you to like raise kids with me and like financially afford a house and have a job. And like, if I have diarrhea and I'm throwing up like at the same time, I want you to hold my hair and like, call me beautiful. You know, like mm. that's who I want to be married to. I don't need to know your credit score to like have a good time, like to, to like have sex. Like there's, and I think that is also a very forward, open, progressive thing that also is hard to like understand. Mm. And like, and, but that's, but that's also how I feel. So it's like, even if I'm married, because if I'm married to a guy, I'm still going to have sex with women. If I'm married to a woman, I'm still going to have, se have sex with guys. But 
but that feels different. And maybe I'm 23 and horny. I don't know, you know, and maybe it'll be different. But I do feel that way right now. And I matched with a couple on Tinder. (laughs) I was on Tinder and I matched with this woman. A heterosexual couple? So, no, because I matched with the woman first. And we started talking. We had great banter. Um, And we started talking about great banter. And and then she, she was like, what are you on Tinder for? And I was like, honestly... I'm single. This is when I was still like, maybe I'll have have casual sex. I was like, I'm single. And I is still pretty new to Los Angeles. Like, like I wanted worst case scenario. I just meet more cool queer women. And, but I also, I'm, but I'm, I'm bisexual or pan or whatever. Um, so that's my answer. And she was like, Oh, I'm, I'm also like pan or whatever. Um, but I'm married to a man. If you'd be interested, um, like totally. Okay. I'm on here just like for myself. And like, he knows that, if you'd be interested, we get, um, we've been having threesomes if you don't want to like have a threesome. And I was like, Oh, actually I would really enjoy that as I've been in relationships and I've wanted to have threesomes, but it's, but I'm not married to that person. And they're like weird insecurities that, that arise. And it's always been hard to like be the girlfriend in the scenario. But, uh, but the third person, yeah. Oh, sure. That'd be great. And then we like made, we like got a schedule together and like made a plan to like, it was like three weeks in advance. Um, And I will say that like, she then started like sexting me immediately. And I was very overwhelmed because like she had photos on the ready and I like was trying to clean my bathroom mirror to like send a, to send like a picture, like after I'd worked out. So my abs were showing and I was like, yeah, thinking of you guys too. Like it was very, I had never, but it was like so much time and then I wasn't responding to some texts and she was like, did we scare you off? And I was like, no, it's 9am on a Tuesday. Like I I don't know what, and so I was like, how do you want to communicate until then? So we like sporadically kept in touch. Um, and then I got like a fucking wax the day of because I was like, I don't I don't know what they're oh, going to be bringing no. to the table. And I like did it. And then it's like an hour before we're going to get drinks. And they were like, hey, we are so sick. We hung out with kids this week and we are so sick. We have to cancel. I'm we're so sorry. Like this is our Instagram if you want to make sure that we're real people. Yeah. And I had psyched myself up so much for it that that it was like almost too much to like get canceled on. And like, I just dislocated my shoulder recently and I'm like waiting for it to heal to like actually hit them back up of being like, Hey, we're back. Let's try it again. But I was, did you scope them out on Instagram? I didn't because they're private. And I was like, I don't really want you to follow me on Instagram. I don't want to have an Instagram relationship before I even freaking meet you. But I do still want to meet them because I was like, this is a marriage that I'm really interested in Mm -hmm. meeting. And they're like 10 years older than me. They got freaking real jobs and I was like, I just want to, like, know you guys yeah, yeah. and, like, know what your thing is. Because whatever it is, it seems really cool and healthy and, like, the future and what I like. So that Tinder couple, they give me hope. And I yeah. do want to meet them. But I want to make sure my shoulder's okay because I don't know what yeah. we're going to do. I don't want it to pop back out. Yeah, <laughs> you got to have all your faculties Yeah, all available. my faculties. Yeah. But that, that seems cool. And I was also only really communicating with her, not so much him. Mm, but, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I seem super cool. Frequent updates. Yes, please <laughs> come back after that, that cool? shoulder is healed and you met healed. this couple. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Oh my god, what a I talk to you we... all day. Yes. I know. I also was like, how much time we have left? An hour. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> you are welcome back at any please, time. We oh, need I would follow love up. that. Oh, that'd be oh yeah. Oh, part one, part two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I I'm really um it, it mean it. Without getting too emotional, it means a lot to be on the podcast. Oh, right thank on. you so yeah. much. It means a lot that you would be here and that you would bring Birdie I know, and the Spice cheap. Sharks. I know. And the Spice, yeah, do you like my shirt? Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a shirt that is Sharks, but like the Spice Girls. They're yeah. dressed up like the Spice Girls, the Spice I love Sharks. It. Which one do you identify with? Um, Let's see. I think it's like different moods. So, because mm-hmm. honestly, I love UK Spice. 
Yeah. I'm, mm. I'm a bit, because I think I like, I just love an excuse to do a British accent. Sure. I just love doing a funny voice. Yeah. And like, yeah, in it. Like, yeah, yeah it's right, in it. Like, so I would be UK Spice Shark. Okay, there yeah. you go. But also, you got to be baby spice sometimes, and that's okay. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in how you feel. Mm-hmm. I love the posh is actively scowling. Yes, posh always As actively scowling. Always. Yeah. Adam Rogers, thank you so much. Hey, thank you thank so much. You, Addie. you too. I love you guys. Bye. Addie Weirich does a monthly show at Dynasty Typewriter. It's called Everything's Great. She co-hosts it with Nick Kocher and Demi Ajuibe. Great. Um, and it's uh, it's a super funny show. She's a great young comedian. Go see her. Thank you, Kimmy Lucas. Kimmy Lucas. Thank you, Ryan Connor. Thank you to the whole Earwolf Stitcher gang. Especially uh, Hannah Crichton, who does the booking and yeah. is our, our sweet, sweet angel. Rate and review us. Five stars only, of course. Yeah. Uh, tell us how much you love us. If you don't, you can keep it to yourself. Exactly. Um, We're easy to find if you have notes. But, yeah. you know, keep them to yourself for now. Uh, we love you. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening. Tell your friends. Mm-hmm.